0: We're overconnected and overworked. We suffer from social and technology overload. We rarely experience the joy of solitude or the respite of nature. We're always on, and we never turn off. That's why we started The Getaway Podcast. I'm John Staff, and in this show, we'll look at how we got here and how we can regain a sense of balance in our increasingly unbalanced lives. My buddy Pete and I, hi Pete. Hi john Are the co-founders of Getaway, a company that's designed to immerse people in nature and challenge us to rediscover the pleasures of boredom, solitude, and unstructured time.
1: Each episode, we're going to talk to people who have experienced these imbalances in their own lives and have decided to do something about it. They'll share hard data, personal anecdotes, and useful strategies for creating a counterbalance in all of our lives. Today we're joined by Francine. Francine is the creative director of Reboot, an organization dedicated to producing creative projects that spark the interest of young people in the Jewish community and beyond. Francine is involved in Reboot's project called The Sabbath Manifesto, a creative project designed to slow down lives in an increasingly hectic world. Welcome
0: to the pod, Francine.
2: I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having
0: me. We have a rule in our tiny cabin studio. That I think you'll like. We lock up our cell phones. Normally in our cell phone lock box, but you brought something else. I Tell us have. a bit about what you brought.
2: We also have a rule in our big world to lock up our cell phones in our cell phone sleeping bags, which we do. We try to do once a week from sundown to sundown, from Friday to Saturday, and we also have a giant day called the National Day of Unplugging, a holiday we invented, which we thought was a great idea, um, where we give out tens of thousands of cell phone sleeping bags, and people lock up their phones.
0: Let's do okay, it now. Let's lock them up. Are you going to go box or sleeping I'm bag? I'm going
2: to go on the sleeping bag now that we <laughs> have right. it here. Great. Francine, okay. we
0: need you to participate.
2: Okay, perfect. <laughs> Here's your phone. Thank you.
0: We're gonna, here we go. We're going to cinch that up. The phones are away. They're gone.
1: How do you feel?
2: I feel calm and with an intention to be here with you gentlemen today oh that's wonderful i feel very
1: present as well
0: and just to back up give us you called it a world earlier just give us a sense of everything you're involved with every everything you're trying to do
2: so uh, the sabbath manifesto and this national day of unplugging started it'll be 10 years this march um of this project thank you so much and we're really just trying to help people take back their time and it really is steeped in this ancient Jewish practice of the Sabbath this notion that um, the seventh day of the week would be a palace in time just mark that day and it would in some ways be a timeless day Um, you could read take walks meditate um, and when we introduce smartphones into our lives They suddenly started encroaching on our time. And it really just came out of a conversation with people um, about time and about work and the pressures of day-to-day life and this notion of time. When we talked about what this ancient practice meant, that really resonated for people about 10, 10, 11 years ago of, oh my gosh, I'm now checking my phone all the time to see what I have to do, who needs me, what work deadline I'm on. And I don't have to stop because I can get messages all the time. So it was really an invitation for people to take back their time.
1: I love that. And the one of the best books on this practice is Sabbath by Abraham Joshua Heschel and where he coined the term palace in time. Exactly. That just used, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Great. And What
0: a, I mean, what an incredible phrase just to pause there. Yeah. Like I didn't get it for a while. A palace in time. It's yeah. incredible.
1: He said in the book, which I loved is, you know, Everyone had placed, every religion before Judaism had placed holiness in a specific place on the map. And then you get this religion that comes along and it says holiness is not in this sacred mountain or the sacred spring. The first thing that is called holy is the Sabbath day, a place in time, which is just amazing. Right. And we've forgotten it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I know it's, it's really profound. And there's so many practices I think today that speak to that um, to this idea of controlling owning your time and your headspace so this project really came out of a study of that book actually I'm glad that you mentioned it because it really was was profound we have this day we do it we this past year did close to a thousand events where people literally just come to our website and they sign up to get these cell phone sleeping bags, and we give them instructions and opportunities to have analog parties. And again, it's just a giant invitation to put your phone away, but it's hard to do. And people need literally an invitation or a call to action to do it because we have forgotten. I and mean, I think in the aggregate nine, people check their phones like nine billion times a day. There's a crazy statistic of the amount of people that wake up to their cell phones and go to bed to their cell phones as opposed to if you sleep next to a partner waking up and just saying hello to them.
0: Uh, We're going to go there because (laughs) there's also a statistic that says more than 10% of people check their cell phone during sex. (gasps) I didn't know that True. Johnny Fung, it's true.
2: (laughs) Johnny Fung on auto
0: said, I don't believe it it, in disbelief. I read it. I read it on the internet. But I love what you said about an invitation because it feels like that's what it takes. Like we need, none of us want to be the people that, we don't want to be chiding people. We don't want to be guilting people. We don't, but it feels more and more like we're all desperate for time away from our phones, offline, having human connections. And how do we create the spaces and the times for that to happen without it being, you know, being guilt-inducing? and that's what you're doing
2: exactly and it's definitely a challenge i feel like i do it really well in my work life and as a parent i it's i feel like it's the exact opposite it's sometimes it's so yeah. it's talk so about much the harder thing.
1: okay cuz i'm i just got engaged and you know you start thinking about having kids and you start having the conversation about what type of family do we want to have yeah. what are the rules going to be and a big one is what are the cell phone rules of a new household and like and I always ask new parents right. you know what are you deciding for the cell phone rules and I've heard ranges of things I've heard people say I just give my I give my baby the phone and it just swipes and swipes and swipes yeah. I've heard other people say they can't have a phone until they're 18 you know what, what is how have you experienced the question
2: so I've experienced it I wish I could say that I have it down and my practice is great around it but I feel like the way the phone has encroached on my time has sort of grown up with it has coincided with my parenting and my kids growing up so the I am now in that place if I could do it over again this is what I would do Um, but there are some things that I try to be more conscious about now I try to when I walk into my door at the end of the day to put my phone away to not be in the middle of a phone call to just set an intention of I'm walking in to be present in my house with my kids with my spouse just to be present so that's one thing that I do Um, it is heartbreaking to see parents pushing strollers with babies looking at them and the whole point that those strollers are designed for babies to look at them is to make eye contact like they say like do it for x amount of time so your kids are seeing seeing your eyes because they learn so much and a parent or a caregiver are staring at their phone And so I would not do that, for instance. I don't think I had I didn't have a smartphone in those days, but that I think is heartbreaking.
0: Do you think your kids' lives, or to make it less personal, your kids' friends' lives Mm -hmm. are worse because of smartphones and cell phones?
2: So this is a debate at my dinner table constantly. Who's on which side? (laughs) I think in some ways their lives have the opportunity to be so much better. But... I think it's the way a smartphone is used. I think if it's used as a tool, if it fits used mindfully, but I think the way technology is designed to keep you on your phone, I mean, the term users, app users, phone users, we all know that that's the same ter- term used with addiction, right? It's, it's all the same paradigm. So uh, I don't think there are enough Companies um, promoting healthy cell phone use and healthy technology practice because I think there's an opportunity for it to be great, but I just don't. But I don't think that coincides with increased usage, because there shouldn't be increased usage. It should be in moderation. But now I sound preachy. No, but there's but this. This is an invitation.
0: There's <laughs> this. I, I imagine I'm projecting. You tell me if I'm wrong. But you're out in the world talking about this stuff and you must be accused occasionally of being a Luddite, of being behind the times of you know, we have these all this powerful technology and get used to it and even if you want to put it in back in a box, you can't anyway.
2: I don't think it's interesting because I feel like the project 10 years ago struck a chord with people and I feel like that's why it has continued to grow year after year. People knew that there was a shift happening. Of course there are those people who push back But I think we all, there's a collective feeling that something is competing for our time. There are those people that find themselves so much more productive. They would never give their phones up. But I think more and more we're seeing just more practices around more healthful approaches to our technology. I mean, it's like candy's amazing, chocolate's amazing, but you don't have it all the time. And chocolate has so many health benefits and red wine and da, da, da. But all of it in moderation.
1: It's so hard with this parenting thing, though. It's it's. I asked the parents I, who said they give it to their baby. Yeah, yeah. it's Not their baby. It's like a toddler. Right, right, right. And they said, "I'm so tired at the end of the day, and you put it in their hand, and it's like a magic machine that gives you an hour of a break, or, you know, I." you know, people get mad at dumb TV, but if you're tired at the end of the day, you want to watch dumb TV. And I think it's, it's what you're saying. It's having mindfulness about knowing what you're doing with it and not using it for your purposes, not having it use you for its purposes. So, but it's, it's a challenge.
2: Of course. And you like, it's this magic machine that kids have because let's face it. It's a magic machine for us. It is. So they see it's a magic totally. machine for us. So they mirror it being a magic machine. And so creating opportunities or taking more opportunities to unplug and find magic in other moments, I think is the most powerful thing to do. So then you have a lot of magical moments. This shiny rectangular device should not be the most magical
0: And to take, the, take the pressure off kids and parents and just in our own lives, as you suggest many of us kind of know that, right? Like, I know the data that says I'm going to be more creative if I put it away. I'm going to be more creative if I find a moment of boredom and push through it. But it's still really hard to do. And so you've proposed, you know, with the Sabbath Manifesto that, you know, we all find our own kind of time and way to do that. But I'm I'm curious about what has been really successful for people? You know, how do you take it from I know this would be good for me to I'm actually doing it
2: Mm -hmm. I think that's the power of ritual actually cuz ritual is something that we uh, a person adopts and so they take on a practice and we found that talking about this creating this National Day of Unplugging was an incredibly powerful tool and message to create awareness around the power of unplugging and to open up space for other people to have conversations Um, because i think that's really what this day does and what the sabbath manifesto does is it creates opportunities for other voices to talk about the power of putting our technology away Um, and uh, what we found is that we have like 900 community partners that come on board with us to use the cell phone sleeping bags or the the DIY kit and tools that we have on the website to implement within their organizations and with their people to give them practices to make, to make the ritual their own. So the most successful thing we've done is created scaffolding and tools for individuals to make an unplugging practice personal and authentic and meaningful. It's not you have to do it this way. It's like these are the tools to do it and what does that mean for you? So
0: let's work on Pete, who's a on technology Pete. disaster. Because we started this company and we, we genuinely believe it. Like we know it's bad for us and I'm also a disaster. We try to disconnect. We get in trouble from our partners for not doing it. We feel guilty ourselves because we're, despite des- best intentions, too connected. Um, but because I don't want to bear the brunt of the spotlight let's take pete and try to fix his technology addiction yeah
1: so i'm addicted i check twitter all the time i do it in all downtime just to get political opinion you know my favorite phrase breaking news and opinion like do we need breaking opinion (laughs) like uh, that's what twitter is it's like i need to know these random people's opinion on a thing that it does not rise to the level of being that important anyway um and then you don't
0: take your airpods out i don't take my
1: airpods out when i walk which is really because i've just i've gotten to almost the point where i need a podcast in all silence and it's really dark and it's like and i'm a real community proponent like i think we should get to know our neighbors like and we know from the studies on neighborhoods, like it's random interactions, which you're never going to have with an AirPod in. So help me, help me out.
2: <laughs> I mean, the vision of people with AirPods in all the time, looking at their phones. I mean, the fact that we don't look up no, it's and we dystopia. don't hear anything, it is. And pretty soon it's just going to be our goggles and the earbuds. It is a dystopian future. So think about that. And you don't want that, right? <laughs> That's pretty scary. Um, so help you. I mean, what do you do when you wake up? And th- where's your phone when you go to bed?
1: It's right. It's almost sometimes it's in the bed because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the cord, the charging cord, like is only close enough to be in the bed, and I want to check it right before, and then I just put it down.
2: Okay. So how do you? <laughs> okay, we've got one area
1: to help with. <laughs> we appreciate Get your honesty. Get your
2: phone out of your room.
1: Okay, that's a very good yes. Right. Okay. What about alarm clock though?
2: So I don't want to plug anything, but Sony Target. has a fourteen ninety-nine. Maybe nine ninety-nine. <laughs> I did th- I did a digital detox for my for my family last year and I got everybody alarm clocks and I got a charging station that was in the hallway oh, wow. okay. or it's in a ca- I actually put this next to our dining room table to help my teenagers get off their phones so there are no phones at the table but the benefit is they can be charging them yeah. everyone's refueling the pet <laughs> phone the pet the humans um, Everyone got alarm clock, so nobody's waking up with their phones next to them. No one's going to bed with their phones next to them. So that's, like, a daily thing.
0: And just yes. to ask, is that mom checking the push notifications that are coming in on the kids' phones?
2: No. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not that checking. mom. No, Yeah. <laughs> And Just easy, so, okay. Pete, okay. you should do that. And okay, I'm gonna
0: do well, it too. Yeah,
1: get here's it out the, of your here's room. The other
0: thing, yeah, yeah. What yeah about, We got it's so easy.
1: But during that moment in the night, you could get the text from the friend that says, "This is part of the reason." Like the final string. I know this isn't the main. Pete's thing, a better friend than me. I don't. But have But you could get the text from the friend or family member in the night that says, "I need you right now." Like, how do you, how do you solve? And I, I've heard that from a lot of people. That's not a weird me thing. Like, like when you're going out to a place or you're at dinner. If you really leave the phone in the car that could be the hour when you know someone yeah, the needs the 911 you. yeah the 911, 911, call. 911 call, call, call because yeah. you're, we all will get that call we have if you have five close people to you there will be a moment when that call happens and it could happen during that dinner
2: Wow we live with so much anxiety because we totally. think that we're available all the time <laughs> no. I mean, you know, I guess right there, right, like, exactly, figured everybody figured a... it out. Right. My team
0: just gave up on your case.
1: <laughs> no, no, like, no I
0: didn't, but hundreds,
2: I just thought that, like, you no, know, I, got a telegram like eight, eight days I know later, it and it's like your loved one died eight days
1: ago. <laughs> but it's <laughs> like, <So laughs> you, better, I you another. So I'll tell you another
2: thing that I did. I did reinstate my landline. Oh, wow.
0: No way. I did. Wow. I reinstate
2: the landline, and I call it my bat line. I have a bat line in my house so the nearest and dearest have the number to the bat line in my house so that can ring in the event of an emergency you can also turn your ringer on but get it out of your bedroom because the breaking news opinions <laughs> i think are taking up 99.9 take
1: on the recent. <laughs> yeah.
2: i don't think you need it yeah
0: what okay, else? Okay, you must have more bedroom. bad habits.
1: Okay, I'm with you totally on the dinner table. I'm actually, I've conquered the dinner table. Because I, I... There's hope there. Can because, I tell you? Yeah, sorry yeah, so Here's my skill. Here's not my skill, but here's my discovery about when you're with another person, it fills the silence. So at least like the relationship of like walking, like my favorite, my favorite activity in the whole world is walking in the woods and like swimming in inland water with a friend. And I used to think, oh, there must be something about nature here. And I bet that's all part of it. But now I think it's because you're with a friend. You can't have a phone. It's like part of that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because you're just with that person and there's no distraction.
0: You know, you know, like pizza is very beautiful, Um, which is mine is more embarrassing. Mine is I went through a breakup a few years ago and a friend invited me to Coachella, which I would have never went to. Like, not my thing um not like on brand just a sweet little no, walk in sweet, the woods but i'm trying to you know I'm, <laughs> I'm throwing myself i'm, th- I'm embarrassing <laughs> myself here but music festivals are another one of these moments where your phone doesn't work because there's so many people that yeah, you know that you literally the 3G, there's not reception yeah. right but there are these moments whether it be in the woods or whether it be at a dinner where the norms are enforced or music festivals where the phone is not an option like think about a flight where the wifi doesn't work like if you're like me, you're better than me, Francine, so you But if you're like me, you're like, <laughs> ah, like okay, I was gonna like crush like three hundred emails on this flight. And then ten minutes later you're going like I didn't know this feeling existed anymore. <laughs> really?
1: I love that that part you know, there's this old joke or there's this recent stand up joke of uh uh canceling plans is like heroin or something which is you know the feeling of canceling the thing about why canceling plans feels so good is because you prepared to have this plan so you got everything done and then now you have to go do the plan but if the plan's canceled you got everything done and then you do nothing and that feels great that's what the sabbath is it's getting everything done and then doing nothing
2: exactly it's
1: building canceling plans into your into your week
2: that's totally it i feel like we have to like (laughs) change the name or something
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the weekly canceling of plans oh that's amazing
0: thank you Francine thank you thank you
2: so much for having me so I would l- love to invite your listeners to go to our website um, the org, to uh, sign up to get their own cell phone sleeping bags we give tens of thousands of them out for free
0: I love the cell phone sleeping bag and I'd also love a cell phone casket so I can just seal it in and we'll bury it six feet underground and never open it again
1: Thanks for listening. Visit getaway.house for more info on our guests and extras from the episode you just heard. Don't forget to write in and ask questions at podcast at getaway.house or leave us a voicemail at 323-616-2929. Special thanks to Johnny Fung for the vibey music and audio engineering. Our producer, Alexandra De Palma. As a thank you to listeners, we'd love to invite you to try Getaway and experience some more balance in your life. Enjoy $25 off all bookings on our site with the code PODCAST25. That's in all caps, so I'll say it in all caps. PODCAST25. Thank you.